Okay, and I'm in the game. It's time for the movie quote of the day. Y'all know the routine. I read the quote. First one in the chat to say the name of the movie. I follow him on Instagram. Here we go. And, ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not really in character right now, so. Here we go. You know how I stayed alive this long? All these years? Fear. The spectacle of fearsome acts. Somebody steals from me? I cut off his hands. He offends me? I cut out his tongue. He rises against me? I cut off his head, stick it on a pike, raise it high so all the streets can see. That's what preserves the order of things. Fear. All right, that was it. So if you didn't catch it, listen back. First one in the chat to name that movie. I'm following you on Instagram. Uh, while y'all are working that out, let's do the huge and roll the map back and intro. What the hell is this, dude? All kind of things going on. What's going on, Fred fam? Couple te technical difficulties there, but worked it out. Uh, if you're new, my name's Cam. I'm the owner of Monument Limited, a print shop in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm also a self-proclaimed print print professional, uh, which is why I find that I am a good person for you guys, newbies, to come in and talk with me and chat with me and get the 411 on what's going on. Uh, in this live feed, we also talk a little bit about printing news and just general news. Uh, after that, I do a little business topic. And then at the end, we do the Q&A where you can ask me questions about screen printing, whatever you want. So thank you for tuning in. I'm going to take just a quick second over in the chat and say what's up to everybody. You guys, I took my glasses off. I'm going to be popping them off and on because you can see this ridiculous shadow right here. So I'm going to try not to wear them, but there's certain situations where I got to have them on. Uh, into the chat. Jason, welcome back. The Fish, welcome. Dan Dippo, Travis Quiller, Ribes, Daniel Ramos, Design Gnome, uh, Alan Defy, welcome everybody to the feed. I uh, didn't see if anyone got the thing. Let's see who got the uh, the movie quote. I'm moving down the line, moving down the line. Gangs of New York, right beach though. So I think I'm actually following this dude already. Yeah, I am. Hang on one sec, I'm, I'm double checking some stuff. Right, right, dude. What's your uh, what's your uh, Instagram again? It's uh, God damn it. And also, Alan Defy. What's y'all's Instagram? God damn it. Anyway, yeah, yeah. You guys, let me know the thing. Uh, let me know your Instagram, and then I'll I'll do. I'll share for all. I'll share for the first two because I can't can't remember if I'm sharing or I'm following you guys. I'm pretty sure I am, but I might have unfollowed you because I've been cleaning house lately. Uh, anyway, before we get started, I got to do the social reminder thing. It's Cam Urban on Instagram and Twitter. Also on Twitter, it's at, at Monument Ltd. And then this thing is also on iTunes and Google Play. 
So make sure to go follow all that good stuff. And then I just started that Facebook group, The Print Life. Uh, send me a request and I'll make sure to add you to the group. So, somebody told me on Instagram the other day, I could tell you who it was if I went back through the thing, but he thinks we should start using the group to go live and, and perhaps instead of YouTube. Let me know how you guys feel about going live on Facebook instead of YouTube and then just re-uploading this to YouTube. Because that could be an interesting thing. It depends on where we're going to get the most chat interaction. So let me know what you what y'all think of that. Uh, in the meantime, while you're while you're feeding into that, I'm going to see if anyone told me the Fresh Vibes Apparel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm already I'm definitely subscribed to that one. I knew that. All right, guys. So uh, Rybeats got it first, which is uh, his Instagram is at Fresh Vibes Apparel. I'm already following him, so. Uh, also Alan Defy got it, which is Jason Delfasse one at, and I'm following both of them. So they're always here first and they just, they're on the shit, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and let's see, boo to Facebook live. Okay. So we got some people saying, nah, fuck that. So it's, it's a mix. What I'm going to try to do is figure out how to stream to bolt to both of them simultaneously. Um, what I really want to find a way to do is preserve the chat. Cause that's what he was talking about. How all the interesting stuff that goes on in the chat is lost when I end the feed, but maybe that's the bonus of being here live, right? Maybe that's the nice little feature of it, but I'll, I'll think more about it. Anyway, guys, uh, la, 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 you know, the thing it is time for the news and in the news today, I'm sure you all have, Everyone's talked about it a thousand frick times, and uh, I'm just going to be a uh, thousand and one. Just want to do it because it was kind of a big deal, so I just want to touch on it really quickly. This is the Connor versus Mayweather thing. has nothing to do with screen printing. Just want to give my two cents. Watch the thing. I was expecting Floyd to win. I went into it thinking he was going to win without a shadow of a doubt. I'm sure most of you did. But then I got into watching it. Watched a couple rounds. And I'm all, oh shit, Connor might win this. And then, you know, as it unfolds, like everyone predicted, Floyd wore him out. And then at the end of the thing, he beat Connor's ass, which is what everyone expected. Uh, so now, after all of this, I kind of feel like a dum dum, like a little sheep that was like hustled, because it's the pretty much the same story with every Floyd Mayweather fight. Uh, I was excited for Connor and all this kind of crap. Uh, and then now I just feel like I wasted my Saturday. I wasted the money or the people that bought the thing wasted their money. And this overall, it was a pretty, uh, I don't know, predictable experience. That's that. I just wanted to mention it because at the end of the day, it was like this big spectacle and it's like the biggest money day in like combat sports history. So that was kind of neat. But other than that, whatever. And then in other news or kind of relevant to combat sports is John Bones Jones. If y'all know the fucking guy, he got popped again for steroids for the hundredth time. UFC forgives him the first time for almost killing somebody in a car accident. And then they suspend him later for popping on roid use once and then he gets popped again this time dudes the fuck up basically the point of this whole thing is now i am completely washing my hands of sports in general action sports combat sports what the fuck ever i'm done with it so i will never mention it again and i just felt like bringing it up i'm not really sure why what'd you guys think of the whole thing what's up blue cross bones good to see you 
Yeah, let me know in the chat. Uh, and then that's pretty much it. Now we're gonna move on to the screen printing news, and I got a I got a doozy for you guys. Some of you may you some of you have possibly seen this, but I'm not sure. I gotta I gotta to to uh, to do some things. Let me see here. Actually, I can't. Okay. I was going to share these photos, but fuck it, because this is a podcast as well, so there's only a lot of audio. I'm going to describe some photographs, and then I'm going to verbally describe them, and then uh, we'll talk about it. So the first photograph I'm looking at, and I'm not sharing it, it's, uh, wait, maybe I am now. No, I'm not. Okay. It's a... A blue wall as soon as you saw the color blue you would you would uh recognize it instantly and then on this wall uh, taped up poorly strips of blue painters tape on the top at the bottom and the thing ripped up poster is taped to the wall and on this poster it's got a it's orange mainly orange with white writing and a white octopus uh the words on the top of it say custom ink okay so this is a custom ink poster the next poster I'm looking at is uh, or it's a photograph. It's in the same, it's the blue and white thing. And this is a retail space being retrofitted uh, by Custom Inc. And it is inside of an infamous store. It's a store that's pretty much taken over the world. And I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there now. It's a Walmart. Okay. So the picture I'm looking at is inside of Walmart. A custom ink sign is hanging over one of their little retail cubicles at the front near the cash registers. And my question to you guys is how do you feel about this? Because I've been bringing up a lot of this this, this kind of stuff lately because it scares the shit out of me. Uh, so the way I feel about this is a uh, uh, resounding fuck. Custom ink is going into Walmart. What does this mean for for screen printers, especially the small ones like you and me and most of the people tuned in here? I don't know. I mean, now all that custom, sh all the little jobs we get, the 36-piece orders, the 25-piece orders, the 75-piece orders, uh, people are just going to grab that up at Walmart while they're buying their double-ply toilet paper. They're not going to take an extra trip. This is what Walmart did to every industry that it comes into. I'm, I'm super concerned. So they're just testing it out right now in a few Walmarts. But if it works, this is a – this – this. so I'm going to put it out there. This was part of my plan was to start opening retail locations, okay? Part of my thing was just to start – anyway, and Custom Inc. is doing it now, and they're going to be in Walmart. They're at the fucking forefront of the whole thing. So – Clearly, first off, you never have an original idea. Someone else is always thinking of it. I learned that right when I saw those pictures because I said, ah, fuck. But then after all of that, uh, I just realized, fuck, dude, you just got to be able to act first. You got to have all these things in place to really crush it. Anyway, now I'm ranting. I'm a little cheesed off about it. But yes, officially, Custom Inc. is opening retail spaces. Uh, what they're going to be is satellite stores, right, to, to acquire very large orders. But people just poke their head in, did it, did it, they'll have a customer service representative there. People feel better about it, and then the order will get shipped off to one of the other production locations and shipped either back to the store or to the people's house. But that's what I was plan kind of working towards doing, and now I mean, I'm still going to do it, but it just kind of irritates me. So fuck, right? So that's the only industry news I have. 
What do you guys think about it? Well, I had a custom airbrush. I'm going to come to the chat and just see what you guys think about it real quick. If I could see this fucking chat, brother. Okay. Yeah, Design Gnome, holy shit. A legion of direct-to-garment printers. It's true, but I, you know what will happen in Custom Inks, these locations, is they'll have one direct-to-garment printer for the stuff on demand, but any big orders are just going to send it off to one of their production facilities. It's a win-win for them. Hopefully, the cost of those retail locations is so high that it just doesn't pay for itself and they close it down, but... I'm sure they'll be fine. Jason ends. We're all done. It's possible, man. Worries me. Um, now I feel like a fear monger. I bring this up uh, just because, like, everyone you know, anyone you just say, hey, man, don't go through them. Another really good thing about Custom Inc., the best part of Custom Inc. is that they're fucking, they're, like, the, they're at the top level of expense. They are the most expensive printer pretty much in the world. So that will keep some people at bay when they go to get quotes and pricing from Custom Inc. They'll go, oh, shit. And they're definitely going to price shop it. That's the one thing I've noticed with them. All right, guys. Anyway, on to other news. I was just being a little bit of a bummer there. Sorry about that. Uh, but I did get some middles to some. I That was crazy. What the fuck was that? I did get some submittals to my direct messenger on Instagram. A um, couple of them here. So the first one is from my dude Elevation Print. Okay, he... Not only gave me some news, but he also added a question on the end of the news. So I like that. So it's a good way to go. Uh, so first, let's cover the news. He, or Elevation Print, I'm not talking on a personal level. They're on Instagram, Elevation Print. Go follow. Uh, it's not an ink deal yet, but he is officially going to, I mean, it sounds, he's pretty confident in it. He's going to be doing his second live printing event ever. Uh, it's for a roller derby tournament in November. Now... I'm just going to – I put in parentheses on my notes, elaborate. So to elaborate, those smaller intimate venues are the best settings for live screen printing uh, as opposed to a big corporate event where it's go, 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 and there's never a break and there's always a fucking line out the, out the front of the door. The smaller events give you time to interact with the people a little more. Um, also – you have more opportunities to shoot photo and video. Most of the events we do, it's so go, 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 and I try to staff it as tight as possible. There's not even enough time to take video. So I think you will really enjoy that. So congratulations. And then this is where he asked the question on the live screen printing thing. So he's a do-it-yourselfer. Um, you know what? As a matter of fact, God damn it, dude. I'm so bad at this. Yeah, his name's James Krellen. James. So this is the thing. James is a uh, do-it-yourselfer, a lot like myself, a lot like most of us in this industry. So he likes to build shit. But his question is, he can't decide if he should do DIY two uh, four by one presses or buy a single color four by one press. So my answer to that is. It depends on what you're going to do with them, I think, at the end of the day. So it's a thousand times easier to just buy something already made. Unless the something that's already made 
doesn't exist unless it doesn't exist then in which case you should make it so here's the thing with all the presses on the market right now they're heavy they're clunky none of them are portable not truly portable they all require like big bands and shit like that so if you're thinking about making it i would really focus on the portability of it that's what i would do otherwise save yourself the headache save yourself the times go buy the thing dude the, the steel is going to be more industrial it'll last longer it won't be as janky it won't have all the little problems that come up at an event printing live events you cannot afford to have things go wrong so i'd say buy it unless you're going to really focus on making one and then just make it beautiful and really focus on the portability of it thank you for the news i loved it and also, thank you for the question attached to the news. I really made it. That made it feel good. I like that. Uh, the next next tidbit of uh, industry news we got is from Pathos Screen Printing. They submitted this uh, through the DM on Instagram as well. So Pathos just brought two new apprentices into their not-for-profit print shop. Not-for-profit. Not-for-profit. I'm not sure exactly what that means. It's like, uh, is that like, you know how you see businessmen uh, become like priests or ordained ministers, not because they're religious, but to like save t or to not pay taxes. Is that the same thing? I'm not sure how, I'm not sure how you can be a nonprofit as a screen printer, but actually as a matter of fact, we did have a print shop here called Tumble Tees. I'm not sure if they were a nonprofit, but they specifically hired ex-cons and homeless people. And it worked really well. And in my opinion, like thinking about it, that was really cool. That's a cool way to bring people into something, probably affordably, so it makes perfect business sense. Uh, but then actually train them in something and so they're hireable in the future. So that is cool. I just never really thought about it. Huh. Nonprofit, huh? Don't you get to pull pretty much whatever salary you want? You just can't show profit? I don't know how nonprofits work, but that's awesome. Uh, anyway, uh, another really good thing about – I'm sorry. I kind of went off topic there because I, I just don't understand how a, a, a not-profit uh, production shop works. I don't understand it, but it's really cool that you guys figured out how to make that work. I think that's sweet. Uh, and another really good thing that they do at Path of Screen Printing is that they actually fund the local youth center. So more than likely they're attached to the youth center in some way. And that's freak. That's amazing. That's cool. Getting people into it, uh, teaching them screen printing and then giving them skills for the future. I mean, to me, the screen printing industry, you don't want to be hired into it. You want to eventually do it for yourself and you're teaching people how to be self. I think that if you're going to do that with the youth, you should definitely show them not just how to pull squeegees and take advantage of their labor, but they should learn, um, uh, sales design, um, uh, marketing and promotion the whole gamut so that they really are acquiring a skill set that's actually really cool pathos now that i think about it at first it kind of sounded like a a hustle but the more i think about it that's pretty it's smart hmm. i'm gonna look into that uh and that's pretty much it guys uh i do want to say this first off thank you guys for submitting your news that's amazing this is exactly what i was looking for i did get quite a few more submittals this time but here's the thing Here's the thing. Uh, you know you can go to Instagram, follow me at Cam Irvin, and then you submit your news through the direct messenger there, right? We all know that. I've told you that. If you want to submit your news, that's the way you do it. But this is not a classified section, so I don't want you submitting your news like selling your shop. You're, and, and there's that fine line, right? But I want to hear about things that you're doing, 
cool clients that you're working with. Um, all these kind of things. Don't try really, really hard to not sound like a fucking classified ad because a lot of them that I got were ads. Sorry, they were just promoting their shop through this thing, which is cool to a degree, but you're getting your shop promotion by me saying your name. I really want to hear uh, new infrastructure, plans that you have, stuff like that, cool things. Okay, so think about it, something that you would want to hear when you're already a printer. You're not going to be hiring them for their services, but you are sharing exciting things going on with you to other screen printers that are in the same industry that you're competing with. Think of it that way when you're submitting the news, but keep submitting it because it's awesome. And I got some really good stuff out of it. Uh, we just got to work on the thing. And also, the more details you give me, the better. The more details that you have, the more likely I am to read it because um, I can work with it. Cool. So, that's the news, guys. Uh, what's next? I think it's now time for the uh, business topic of the day. Yeah. Our weekly business topic, whatever you, whatever you call it. Shoot, I didn't take these glasses off this whole time, which means you're looking at my beautiful face with these ridiculous shadows going through it. God damn it! Uh, before I get into that, I'm just gonna go through the chat here real quick and see what what people are saying. Well, there. What it's not Walmart. Okay, so people are are chiming in on Custom Ink. The thing is, is that it's not Walmart. It's Custom Ink renting space from Walmart. But these are going to be Custom Ink employees. They're going to follow Custom Ink's rules of of customer service and all that stuff. So Walmart won't really dictate to them. The only thing Walmart dictates is the the price of the space, unless there is some kind of business deal where maybe Walmart bought them. If you guys hear anything about that, let me know. DM me on Instagram and I'll share the thing. I don't know. I was trying to find it. I couldn't find anything on it. That would be interesting if Walmart bought them or is planning to buy them. Uh, I agree, though. Oh my God. Good. Okay, Dr. Death Grip says, Walmart customers won't be able to afford Custom Inc.'s prices. Fuck them. No threat. It's true. Unless Walmart buys them and then drops the prices. Because Walmart's infamous for dropping it, running everybody out of business, and then hiking it back up. Walmart customers know, but people will go there to order shirts. Yes, they will. I agree. Jason ends. Ah, uh, yes, Ryan. I agree with that too. Beta by glory blinks. <laughs> now, again, man, it's gonna it's gonna be. I think Custom Inc. is leasing space in Walmart, and they're what they're doing is opening retail locations, which is it's a good plan. That's what I wanted to do too. But now I'm like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll let them figure it out. Um, and they shank you again what's up buddy shane sdr he says hey cam what's up buddy not much how are you uh, and everybody else is tuning in thank you for being here let's move on to the business topic of the day so i really bullet pointed this thing because i really 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 would like to you know like be able to freestyle this whole thing more so so this time i really didn't write anything i just bullet pointed and i'm going to try to elaborate on each topic so let's see how it goes decided to try it out today's topic is why it's important to be an eco-conscious screen printer and uh before we i know before we go into it or the chat feed starts going crazy about it uh i understand that it's trendy like right now, especially there's like this whole movement of eco-conscious blah, blah, blah. And it's, it feels trendy. It feels very hipster. So I get that. 
but there's a lot more to it, I think, in my opinion, than the trend behind it. And I think that it did start off for a specific reason, which is both personal health, environmental health, and even just good business in general. And not just good business by being able to say that we have gone green on the footer of your website. There's more to it than that. Well, so let's start with, dude, my eyes are itching. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, let's start with with the benefits from personal health from from the perspective of personal health uh i can speak i can speak personally the area that got me there's two two things first off discharge obviously right this is uh this is formaldehyde that is turned into vapor it's vaporized formaldehyde floating in the air and whether you are able to excavate all of it out of your shop or some of it lingers i mean it's got to be just pure poison so that's one thing. So if they could find a way to get rid of that, it would just be golden. If they could find a new discharging agent that isn't poison, that would be sweet. Uh, but then beyond that one, I, the thing that always got to me worse was actually at pulling the screens out of the dip tank. And when you're doing the dehaze degreasing process, you would do this. And then if you accidentally breathe in and you're not wearing a respirator, which I never did because some are responsible like that. You and then, and then you breathe in, and you catch a lung full of uh, vaporized poison, or a powdered poison, or I don't know, aerosol poison. The shit would just <coughs> couldn't be good for you. I mean, my lungs are probably damaged from it. And the stuff that I was using for the longest time was a solvent-based dehazer degreaser made from oil. Uh, don't know about you, but I'm not in the habit of, of ingesting or inhaling anything made from petroleum. On the flip side of that, with this eco movement, there's a lot more stuff coming from citrus and soy-based products. Now, it's not to say that they aren't processed in such a way where they are still deadly if ingested, but I'm much more likely to ingest a citrus product than I'm willing to ingest a petroleum product. And I know from just from experience from spraying, like the the soy based dehazer degreaser it's night and day so just that alone has taken the safety standards of the shop up just switching from solvent based to citrus or soy based cleaners right just right there just from a personal health standpoint it's a bonus right there you should be doing it as a print shop in my personal opinion beyond that we got this is my next bullet point environmental health I mean, no one knows what. No one knows if it's bullshit, if it's real, if it's fake. I mean, obviously the fishies are getting hurt. A lot of things are going on in the environment right now. We don't know how much of it's propaganda or how much of it is based on like factual reality. But I feel that it's that it's in danger. And when you're chucking shit down the drain when you're when you're dropping ink into the garbage can residual inks into the garbage cans and all these things you're definitely not helping and whether you have a filter on your washout booth or not even if you're filtering out all the shit at the end of the day even out though even after the sump pump pushes it down the drain it's still contaminated water especially if you're using solvents now on the flip side of that if you're using soy and citrus flushing it down the drain i mean i just i again i can't speak from a science point of view this is just my intuition speaking here but it's going to be better for the environment 
Okay. Uh, and that's, that's the whole environmental part of it. Now, when everybody switches to these, these kind of citrus, uh, citrus soy based products, uh, our, our environment can technically start getting better. The less likely we are to flush solvents down the drain, the better off we're going to be. Not only that, citrus and soy are replenishable. And from what I've been told about petroleum, we have a limited supply. Once that shit runs out, I don't, I don't even know. But citrus, soy, replenishable. We can get more of it. We can grow it seasonally. It keeps remanufacturing. I can't. Oh my God. 35, like right when I hit 32, my brain turned to mush. And now like words that I, that were in my vocabulary have just, just, they don't exist anymore. They're not there. I can't, can't pull them when I need them. But anyway, just with that, just that alone makes being eco-conscious and trying your best to, um, go green when possible worthwhile because you're doing your part for the environment uh and it's actually cheaper and actually okay so I'm, i got off topic there then the final thing because i was going to go into that but i need to bring up the thing this topic first which is the business health of it so being eco-conscious is extremely important just from the health of your business not only uh from saving the environment taking care of all that but by savings for instance Part of being eco-conscious in a print shop is uh, recirculating and reusing liquids so that they never go down the drain or so that when you're done with them, you just uh, send them off to where, however they dispose of chemicals. Excuse me. And um, the recirculations, like say the recirculation booth where you, where you clean your screen and your squeegees, if you have a recirculation booth, it uses the same solvent over and over and over and over and over again. So a five-gallon bucket of solvent can, in theory, last a couple of months, two months even sometimes. We use our shit till it's like fucking syrup. So it works really well. Saves you money. Saves the environment. It's a win-win. Uh, just the same thing with the dip tank. As opposed to the old-school way of you wet the screen emulsion down, you spray the emulsion remover on, you scrub it, you spray some more, you scrub it. You're just dumping the solvent down the drain as you're spraying and scrubbing and spraying and scrubbing. Uh, the dip tanks put a couple gallons in there last for months if you take care of them and if you time it properly and you don't let the emulsion drip into the thing they last so long savings saves the business saves the environment so win-win uh those are the big ones right there just from from savings man that recycling is huge so being eco-conscious it's great for business uh, and also, I guess technically you could say we've gone green in the footer of your website. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, I mentioned it a little bit ago. Um, just the dangers, man. And we talked about the personal health, but I just want to reiterate on the formaldehyde thing. Maybe somebody in the industry is watching this, I hope, because the industry discharge is here to stay, I think, from this point moving forward. But either we need to find a way to we need to get rid of the formaldehyde this shit is crazy man i mean plastisol got the the um the guys help me out here god damn it i forget what it's called i just lost the shit but they got rid of the deadly chemical that was in it uh water base is good to go you know that shit's fairly safe but then we have this just deadly formaldehyde vapor in our shops hopefully we can get rid of that in the near future and then it'll be pretty easy to be eco-conscious in the printing world you just got to make sure you have filters on your drains or your washout booths that's extremely important 
you gotta do that so yeah that's the importance of being eco-conscious an eco-conscious screen printer man uh let me know in the chat what you guys are doing to try to be as conscious about the environment and your health and your employees health as possible because i do feel like it's important and I, oh another big one was because I said we have the recirculation booth, you know, where it recirculates the shit and you clean the squeeze the shit. Well, we used to use solvent-based stuff, and that stuff, when you were running the recirc, it would just – it destroyed the whole shop. You could smell that kind of mineral spirits, paint thinner shit. It was horrible. When we switched over to the um, soy-based – I think it's citrus-based shit. Dude, that thing can run all day. You, you can't even tell. The fumes, the level of fumes is just amazing. I love the shit. I love that we switched over to citrus and soy. Anyway, guys, that's it. That was the best I could do with my bullet pointing. I felt good about it. But we're done. That's the news. Now, we're on to the, uh, the, 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 the thing you all tune in for. It's the... Wednesday Q&A on the print life. Yeah. You guys start submitting your, your things on the live chat here. In the meantime, I made I did a little printout of just some questions that were left in the comments of some of my YouTube videos. And I figured I'd address them here instead just to give you guys time to start submitting some questions. Show the first one was on, I don't know what video it was on, but it was from Divine Shirt Company, and it was posted just a day ago. And they say, awesome video, as always. Aw, thank you. Uh, how do I get my films to print black if I don't have the all-black system? Or is there an option in the print dialog box to only print black? Some of the Epson drivers do have the option to only print black, but I'm pretty sure most of them don't. No, as far as I know, this is what I found when you when you don't have a rip and you're dealing with like an Epson. Uh, yeah, unlike how I love to use Illustrator to output everything and it does a great job when you have a rip. When you don't have a rip, you actually want to print everything from Photoshop. You even have to create the separations in Photoshop. In my opinion, if you're after a super dense black print, just utilizing the printer itself, Photoshop in RGB mode, not CMYK, but RGB mode, separated in layers instead of in the channels, seems to output a, dark, a denser black. And I experimented with it for years and years and years. Take my word for it until you test it out. If you don't got none of that shit, you're going to need to separate in Photoshop in RGB and output it to the printer that way. Uh, and it, it seems to be the densest image you can get without a rip. And I did it for a long time that way, as a matter of fact. It worked okay. Uh, the first way I learned to separate, as a matter of fact, was in Illustrator selecting colors uh, either with the channel selector or with the magic wand and then creating layers and then just turning each layer off except for the one i wanted to print printing that one then turning that one off and turning the next layer on and printing that one and so on and so forth now maybe one day i'll do a tutorial on that because it's just it's a hack it's a hack job way of doing it but it works so test that out yeah try that it may be your best option photoshop and then this one what is this hike van rosendahl on youtube this was two days ago nice video thank you question if I have a big screen, but only a small image, can I just cover a small area of the screen with emulsion? Is that right? I switched his words around a little bit, but yes, that is right. 
and depending on your ability to control the ink you may not even have to tape the whole screen but in most cases you're going to want to put enough of a barrier around it so like let's just say you coat a little square piece of the big screen with emulsion you need to make a little bit more surface with tape or block out or something just unless you're a real ninja with managing your ink if you can manage it cool but otherwise yeah dude that'll work it's no problem at all okay those are the only ones i printed out there's a lot more of them in the comments but that was just to get it started uh, i'm going back to my comments now and we're going to start crushing some questions You centers are great. Okay. Hey, Cam. You centers are great. Man, played a ton of them. Guys, I'm reading out loud, sort of, trying to find shit. So, let's see. Gabriel Lopez. What cities will have the custom ink inside Walmart? Do you know? I was browsing around on it, and I think it was like... It was some... Where is this one at? Let me see. No, I don't know. I, I had, I had it, the information, but yeah, you know me. I didn't write it down. Okay, this is from Emlyn Charlie. Just a quick question: Is there holographic iridescent inks like the stuff on Instagram? Yeah, uh, there's like pearl inks from there's a lot of different stuff, but we like because we I've never even experimented with them and I don't even know the manufacturers of them. Hopefully someone in the chat can tell you about that, but I've definitely seen a lot of pearlescence and different metallics and stuff. Not necessarily holographic. That would probably be more of like a heat applied foil. I've seen a lot of holographic foils, but ink, I'm not so sure. Maybe someone else knows about that. Foils, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason Enns brings up. So this is in regards to being eco-conscious. Uh, he says he puts empty ca uh, ink containers through the dryer and he tries to gel ink rags. Well, yeah, we used to cure ink rags religiously. And we still do it occasionally. We also recycle crappy shirts cut them up and there are primary rags uh and also yes ink containers if you have the work ethic or the guys that are willing to which is easier said than done you can actually clean them and reuse them and all that kind of good stuff but it, it is helpful uh design gnome and again talking about he would love to use strictly water-based ink but it's a nightmare for a large run especially in the florida heat yeah it's actually better in florida than here because we have a dry heat uh water-based ink is a fucking nightmare in arizona it's horrible but i'm sure it's just as bad in florida but you do got some humidity in the air so that might help and another way Dude, if you're cleaning your screens the traditional way of spraying the thing on it and letting it sit and then scrubbing it and then, then doing it a couple times, just get a dunk tank. They're cheap and you are you don't know what you're missing. Once you go to the dunk tank, you will never go back. It's just like I hear with automatics. Once you automate, it's like you'll never go back, but just do it. I need to just do it too. 
uh, what do you what do you do when you switch out the chemicals in the recirculation tank? We have a the um the you know the the chemical dis disposers, but in the beginning, I probably shouldn't even say this, but in the beginning, we just dumped it into a garbage bag and chucked it in the thing. I'm not even going to say what thing. You can use your imagination. Uh, not into the drain. I'm looking for some. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, that works too. Uh, you can use old screens or mesh as a filter before you put stuff down the drain. Gabriel Lopez, question. Did you ever visit shops, churches, or schools to offer your printing surfaces when you started? I did not because when I started, I knew that I did not want to have to uh, pound the pavement. I did door-to-door -door sales for years. It's labor-intensive with very little payoff. So when I started, I... I knew I was going to use the internet for my marketing. I just, that's just the way I was going to do it. That was my plan and I stuck to it. If you're not comfortable using the internet, dude, I did. I did door to door sales. I beat the street. It works. It's just finding them at the right time when they need your services is difficult. And then, uh, if they didn't really love you and you're a salesperson, they probably just chucked the flyer away. You're actually better off working the crowd, you know, when it comes to that kind of stuff, using your family and friends to sell your services for you at those events. That's the way to do it, honestly, because <clears throat> unless you are a golden salesperson, you probably won't close it the first time and they'll throw your flyer away as soon as you walk out. But that's just me being a curmudgeon because I did it for so long and it was an infuriating job at times. By did it, I mean sold stuff door to door. Uh, okay, I guess I'll go ahead and put this one out there. I'm well, a couple things. I'm looking for something better to spot clean between colors. This is from Alan Defy. To spot clean between colors, like a spot cleaning gun. Like if you have a mess up or something. I guess I don't understand that question. And also, what are you using to cure your ink at live events? Two things: either a flash dryer or we have that Vastex uh, um, conveyor dryer. Depends on the size of the event and how we want to get the equipment out there. Vastex has this killer little conveyor dryer. It's like it's maybe this big, and uh, it does a pretty decent job. It's basically just a flash head inside of like a dryer belt. I don't know. I've been thinking about ways to make my own conveyor dryer too that packs down into a case. Reading for questions. Question, SDR. Question, Cam. On one 10 mesh screen, what line per inch can I reasonably expect to successfully expose and print? Uh, dude, I've never even tried exposing a half tone on it. My guys tried to do it once. You might, you might. I'm not even speaking from experience on this, but you might get a 45 line per inch to hold on a. I feel like I'm just misinforming you there. You maybe could get it to hold on a 160. I, I probably, I'm just spitballing here, 35 lines per inch. It might hold some of the dots on a 110. I've never even tried it. I don't, I have personally, the guys are, are weird like that. They'll just do shit because they're lazier because the screen's not ready. But for the most part, anything over 45 lines per inch, you at least need a 200 mesh just to hold detail. At least, but we usually use 280s for most of them. 
mm, sometimes 305s depending on on what type of the ink like a 280 is a good way to print white through a through a high mesh and then you can do like 305s if you need to hold really high detail just depends one of the things that I did find what made things easier is just limiting how many mesh counts you have available in the shop. Like we have 110s, 160s, 280s, and 305s with some specialty meshes, but we just keep it down to four. Again, it's all about trainability, and when you're training ding-dongs, they can't. it's hard for them to hold on to a lot of the information. So you got to have the options as limited as possible, but then you have the specialty ones around, but it's going to require a professional to intervene when that stuff is comes up. You know, like just the other day, one of the guys was saying that, that, oh, we can't, can we do a halftone discharge? And I'm like, dude, we have samples. We've done it many times before. We got samples right over here. And you show it to him. He's like, oh, yeah, but it was probably a pain in the ass. I was like, yeah, it's a little bit of a pain in the ass, but screen printing is not easy. You wish it was, but it's not. Alan Defy, I have someone asking me to make sure. Alan Defy, this is an interesting one. I have someone asking me to make shirts on an as-needed basis to help raise money for Harvey. Want to help, but I'm not sure how to do this. You can't, dude. Unless it's a one color, that's the way you could do it. If you have a one color graphic, one color, and uh, you can keep the screen up on press all the time, then maybe you can do it. But they need to stock, like I had people try to do this shit all the time, but they wanted me to get the stock in. And I don't know if you have it delivered or if you go pick it up from your local supplier. Either way, it's a pain in the ass for you and it will not be worth it for you. If they want to do that, they would supply the shirts to you. You would inventory it for them. You would keep track of it and then you would keep a single color only, maybe a two color. If you have an extra press to dedicate to it, maybe you could do it. Sounds like a nightmare to me, dude. I... I would be very hesitant to do it. In the beginning, though, when I was first starting out, I did do shit like that. I just learned the hard way that it's a nightmare. It doesn't work. Yeah, and they, and they never – those. The, and it's funny. Those customers are always the – I feel like I'm grouchy today. So I'm grouchy because I was having problems with my streaming software. So I'm just I'm, – I feel like I'm being more negative than normal. <sighs> Let me – but this is what I would say, man. If you're just starting out and you don't have other shit to deal with, give it a shot. Try to keep the job set up on the press, but let them know that you're not going to run for shirts. They need to buy the shirts in bulk. Uh, whatever they don't sell, you, you, you'll you gladly return them, but they're going to need to pay a restocking fee based on whatever your supplier charges you plus 5% for your trouble. Does that make sense? Do it that way, man. When you're starting out, though, take any job you can get because those people sometimes the mo- what I did learn. This is a good piece of advice. When you're starting, you can apply this. When you're super busy, it's a little bit harder. A lot of the most difficult fucking clients that I ever got provided me with the most work through. Um, not all of them. Some of them are a total fucking waste of time. But some of my best clients came from a referral from a dog shit job that I did for. The first client. So the first client came to me with crap. I did it. I bent over backwards to make them happy. And then they started referring people. They won't all do this. Some of them will just be a crappy customer. But you gain experience. And sometimes it does pay off. You can't judge a book by its cover. And just because it's a difficult job doesn't mean it won't pay off in the future. And never be afraid of hard work. Especially when you're starting out. But as you go through things, efficiency becomes extremely important later on. You can't be dealing with those things. 
You know what, bro? So Jason has been, Jason reminds me, Jason ends. He's got the little bones icon in the chat thing. He reminds me of myself because he, I read the shit in his comments and he does exactly what I do. Like everything. He makes his own shit. He's been making his own shit for forever. Dunk tapes are cheap. I'm making one because it's 400 bucks for a plastic tub. Blows. Yeah, like, uh, that's just the way to do it, man. Make stuff. And a lot of the times, though, it's fucking funny. Uh,. You do find that you could have bought one for cheaper than you made it. That's what I learned. I learned it the hard way because I am. I like to make stuff. And sometimes I just get into it. But the next thing you know, when you add up the cost, it is usually cheaper to just buy it. I know it's hard to say when, when your bank account only has 500 bucks in it and every purchase matters like exponentially. But at the end of the day, it's still easier. But yeah, dude, Jason, just keep doing your thing, man. You'll figure this shit out. You're just you're resourceful. I can tell. Uh, dude, I bet up your channel was discovering it, man. Oh, ooh, Carlos, dude, I've been hooked on your channel since discovering it. Keep doing what you do. Thank you, Carlos. I will. Why did I just do an accent there? I'm fucking weird, man. Today's a weird day. Okay. Chris Andrews, does Plastisol have, or will Plastisol have a tacky feel when it comes out of the conveyor while it's still hot? Yeah, it'll be, well, it depends. Like athletic inks do. I'm trying to think, dude, because there were, I do remember specific inks that had more of like a gloss to them that would be tacky, but most of the ink we use now, we don't have that problem. <sighs> no. Not really. Not unless it's a, like a high gloss ink, like an athletic ink. Those things will like almost stick on each other. But no, not really. Yeah, poly ink will be a little bit worse. Depending, it depends on if it's a flat ink or a shiny ink. The shiny ink will have a tack to it. But it's been so long since I've even used like a high gloss ink. <laughs> Alan, yeah, you're not. Alan's giving me some reassurance, not being negative. You're just saying it how it is. Yeah, I, I feel, I, I just, I feel weird today, man. I'm just putting that out there because it was the software. I was having issues. The audio was atrocious, and I was just getting really like infuriated. So my brain's just a little on the mushy side, and I feel kind of grouchy. There you go. Okay, Brian Buffka. He. This is in response to someone that was asking about printing on demand. He's, I didn't even cross my mind, but he's right. If you just made heat transfers and you have a heat press, that would definitely be the way to go. Do the heat transfers. But even then, you still have to charge him. So he is prepaying. That's, that's the thing with heat transfers. They're still prepaying for the print. So the savings that they're after doesn't help them very much. Right? You print because you got to set them up. You got to print a certain amount of them, and you're going to charge them up front for those. I don't know. I, I know what your client wants. I understand why they're doing it. It's because they don't want to come out of pocket. And that's that's going to be the thing that you find with a lot of these like Craigslist customers is they just, they're cheapskates. They don't want to come out of pocket. Uh, but if they do, then you can bend over backwards. Like if he's like, yeah, can I just buy a hundred uh, pre-printed heat transfers? I'll pay for those right now. And whatever we don't use, uh, he'll hang on to them for later. Depends on the situation. Yeah, you could totally use a, a old ice tank as a ice chest as a dip tank, but the dip tanks just aren't very much, man. Like the one that we have for the, it's actually for the smaller size screen, not the auto size screens, but it's actually better for the auto size screen because it 
fits them tighter and it uses less liquid uh i think it was maybe 300 bucks i can't remember it's been so long since i bought it but it wasn't very much but anyway ladies and gentlemen i think that's pretty much it guys i'm freaking burnt dude i'm like i'm not uh and i ran out of content and the news thing didn't run as long and i feel like a lot of you guys are just your answers are getting you all the questions you have are answered man uh yeah like everyone that's tuning in now is at this point you guys are kind of smart and you figured shit out and then you're probably also figuring out that screen printing is just not that complicated the way you get good at screen printing is just by screen printing uh I can tell you, your friends can tell you, your boss can tell you how to do something, but at the end of the day, it comes from you setting some shit up, taking the evening to set it up, and then trying to print it and see what happens. That's how you become good at screen printing. That's how I did it. That's how probably the majority of you are doing it as you chat on this thing. So I love it, and I want to thank you guys, all of you, for tuning in. I'm going to do it again because I got to. If you're not following me on all the social, go do it now at Cam Urban on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Also at Monument LTD on Twitter. Uh, and then send me a request for the Facebook group, The Print Life on Facebook, and I will make sure to approve your request. Uh, and that's going to be pretty much it. You guys, here's what I do want to do next, next Wednesday, just once. Just going to test it out let's do a live event on Facebook we're gonna do it through the print life group uh, same damn time same damn thing just not on YouTube we're gonna try it out on Facebook so let's give it a shot next week you guys I'll, I'll do the whole thing and let you know where it's at and you'll have links and all that good shit uh, but be sure to on this channel like subscribe and share with everybody you know because you're part of the print fam and the only way that the print fam grows is telling other people this ain't fight club you're welcome to talk about it Please do talk about it. Because don't talk about it. What's the point? Uh, and then also, there was one more thing. No, there wasn't. I did want to... Nah, nah, I'll do that next time. I have something else I, I want to bring into the live feed, but I'll do that next, next week. So we'll see you guys next Wednesday, 3 p.m. on Facebook group, the on the Facebook group, The Print Life. So make sure you guys go send me that request right away so that you're notified of it and you can join in this is what i did here is cool about the facebook live experience is that this chat will be saved and there'll be more of a document of it so that that, that could be kind of cool because what i have noticed is that these chats have a lot of really good information and they just disappear after this like as soon as i close this down that's going to be the end of it and that kind of sucks man Oh, and uh, did you guys – I did also nah, – now nah, I'm just babbling to try to hit the hour mark. But I did uh, post a vlog yesterday, and it wasn't exactly what I was trying to do. We filmed it in a day. But if you saw the format of it, that's kind of what I'm going to do throughout the weeks. But I'm actually thinking about going like Monday will be all about the art and the client. And then Tuesday will be about the setup. Wednesday will be about the print and then Thursday will be about the delivery and maybe we'll have an interaction with the client kind of thing It'd be hard to pull off because a lot of the projects we get aren't that like cool Or I'm not into them or I don't know the client that well But I want to try to start implementing something like that into the vlogs and what's today the 30th? Oh shit. Oh, no. Oh, no day after tomorrow. So Friday the first 
is going to be day numero uno of my daily vlog. So except for Wednesdays when we go live, I will be vlogging daily, Monday through fucking Sunday. You guys hold me to it. And when I start this, please tell everyone about it. I understand you're not the amount of work that goes into a daily vlog is fucking epic. Like you think you work hard printing 24 hours a day as a screen printer do dailies. It's crazy. Anyone that does them professionally is a monster. So when I start them, please share it with everyone, you know, get people involved in it. And I'll, you guys will be my people. The print fam is getting stronger every day. I can feel it because these things are starting to take off. So I love y'all. Thank you for tuning in, Print Fam. See you next week on Facebook. 3 p.m. Be there or be square. Peace out. Ooh, end screen.